If you knew me, you would know that I am a barbershop singing champion. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belfer, a T22, and you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Hi, today I'm here with T22, Danielle Davidson. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you tell the listeners what Barbershop is? Yeah, so it's a style of acapella singing where there are four parts. The lead, which is the melody, the tenor, which sings a harmony above the melody, bass sings harmony below the melody, and then the baritone kind of sings whatever notes are left over in the chord. Mm. It's actually the hardest part. Um, And then there are some rules about the kind of harmonies that you have in Barbershop, too. Mm. People usually think, though, of those, like, older guys in stripy jackets and weird flat hats. Um, But I sang with a (laughs) a bunch of younger people in New York City in a chorus instead of a quartet. Mm, So how many people was it? Um, I think we had between 30 and 40 uh, before I left the group, but there are much larger choruses that have up to even 100 or more people. It's still four parts. It's just a lot more people singing those parts. Wow. Okay. And so how big of a, I feel like industry is not the right word, but like (laughs) how prevalent is this um, as as a competition or things? So it's actually much bigger than I realized before I started doing it. Um, The chorus that I was in in New York is part of an organization called Sweet Adeline's International Mm. that hosts international contests and regional contests all over the country and even the world. And then we had a brother chorus as well that was part of the Barbershop Harmony Society, which is even bigger than Sweet Adeline's. So there are choruses all over the place. Wow. Okay. How did you get into this? So it's actually kind of funny. I had been singing my whole life. And when I went to New York, I was in a co-ed acapella group for a brief time, like your standard pop acapella group. This is after and college? This was after college. Okay. And uh, that group fell apart for a few different reasons, but I was looking for a new place to sing. And the ad agency that I worked at met with a vendor who brought in a magazine that featured this chorus, Sirens Mm. of Gotham, in one of their articles. And so it was just kind of this random way of finding out. I had never sung Barbershop before. I had kind of heard of it, but I also thought it was just a thing for old people. And so I went to a guest night that this chorus hosted, and I loved it because they do a lot of musical theater, which is where Mm. a lot of my performing background is, and they just looked like they were having so much fun. So I started doing that, and I did it for about two and a half years before coming to Tuck and Mm. hope to do it again when I moved to Boston after school. And how does it compare or relate to acapella or other choruses? Um, barbershop in particular? So barbershop is always four parts. The other acapella that I've sung typically has more parts to Mm, it. Um, And another thing that I've noticed as a musician is barbershop is a lot by ear. There's this legacy of like singing notes and teaching people things by ear versus Mm. a lot of the other singing that I've done People read music, and I sang with a lot of people in barbershop who don't necessarily read music. They just can hear the harmonies and hear how it fits together. Mm -hmm. And so it was 
it was really tough for me because I grew up reading music, but it was a really good challenge as a musician to teach yourself how to learn music just by hearing it. Yeah. And how does how is it run in terms of, is there a director or I feel like in acapella, at least from college, I witnessed it was very student led. So like the group took turns, maybe direct there maybe was a director, but it was a student director and or the composition was done across members. Is it the same for barbershop or how is it? organized for choruses they typically have a director so someone who is in charge of actually conducting the chorus and doesn't they can sing but oftentimes they don't sing as a part of the chorus Mm. and they're just kind of the person up front and a lot of times choruses will also have some sort of a committee that helps them pick the music that they'll be performing there are quartets that sing and compete as well and in those groups it's more of an all-hands-on-deck situation, and they might bring in coaches from outside to listen to them and help them. Got it. And so you mentioned you're a champion. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about what that entails? Sure. So I joined Sirens of Gotham in the beginning of 2018, and unbeknownst to me, they had already qualified to go to the Sweet Adeline's International Harmony Classic which is a competition for small and mid-sized choruses, uh, which we were. And so in the fall of 2018, I went to St. Louis, Missouri for their international contest Mm. and performed with my chorus. We did four songs and we got the highest overall score of all the choruses in that competition. So we are international harmony classic champions i have a medal in my bedroom here um it was it was pretty cool and do you remember what you all sang yeah so we sang a couple of uh more traditional barbershop songs and some less so we sang a song called astonishing from little women uh we did a musical theater song called everybody says don't a traditional barbershop arrangement of a song called If I Ruled the World. And then we actually ended with an arrangement of This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And at the end, the arranger put in like little bits of all of the other songs combined at the end. There's a video on YouTube if anyone wants to look it up. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to look it up. It sounds like a big finale for sure. Yeah. Um, And this is a random question, but does anyone dominate the competition? Because I is this an annual competition? Yeah, so, I mean, COVID aside, there, sure. are, there are regional contests every year, and the regional contest is how you qualify to go to these international competitions. Yep. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head a course that stands out from Sweet Adeline's, but in the Barbershop Harmony Society, there's a course called Westminster that is known as being, like, one of the, like, best choruses. Mm. I feel like... I know more quartets, though, like the quartets, because it's a smaller group. Sure. And in Sweet Adelines, they literally get crowns when they win. They okay. call them queens of harmony, and they literally get a crown. I feel like the quartets stand out a bit more than the choruses do. Ah, uh, just because, was that because it was the first version, or why, or why do you think? Um, I think it's more personal, like, because there's only four people in a quartet, you kind of 
if you listen to a quartet a lot or see them perform a lot, you feel like you know who the individual people are. You can really hear them. Yeah, and there's only one person on each part, so you can really hear their individual voices. Yeah. So it has more of like a personal connection there. Would you ever go to that version? So I've sung a little bit in quartets. Um, The Voices of Gotham, which was the brother chorus to my chorus in New York, hosted a novice quartet competition every year called Tin Pan Alley. So it was just like for the fun of it, people would put together quartets. We did it in a bar. Mm. Everyone would be, you know, having drinks and singing and performing. And so I did that a few times and it was really fun. But I honestly, I feel like I get really nervous singing in the quartet. And it's really hard because... I sing the lead part, which is the melody, and to be able to sing that and hold your own by yourself is really, really hard. I can imagine, especially if you're used to singing in a chorus. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably a different mindset as well, right? Because I feel like in choruses, at least more traditional ones I'm aware of, you're not necessarily trying to stand out. You're trying to blend but for, for that, you need to. So how would you, how do you, do you remember how you mentally think about it differently? I feel like all singers who sing in groups and sing solo have different techniques and different parts of their voice that they use. Mm. So I've sung in choruses and I've sung for musical theater. And so more of my musical theater voice comes out when I'm singing in a quartet because I want to be present and I want people to hear my voice because yeah. I'm singing the melody versus there is that aspect of listening to all of the people around you and hearing other people sing your part when you're in a chorus Mm. and trying to make sure that you're not fighting against the sound that other people are making. Right. And as I'm thinking about the performance now, I'm thinking about other aspects. So are there costumes? Are there, is there choreography or is that not really there is so there are costumes and honestly a lot of the sweet adeline's choruses are older women who wear these really ugly sequined matching things and one of the things i loved about my chorus sirens of gotham was that they wanted everyone to bring their authentic self to the stage that was one of the core values of the chorus authenticity so we would have people in charge of costuming who would come up with a color palette and a style and everyone could go off and pick whatever they wanted and just get it approved so that the people coordinating could make sure everything would look good together but you could be wearing a dress or flats or heels or pants or whatever you felt good in i love that and that was a part of what we brought to the stage and it actually started rubbing off on other choruses so you've started to see other choruses do that more mm-hmm. and i and other pe- there are people who have said that they were inspired by what this chorus did that's awesome and and are people how long do people normally stay in one chorus is there hopping around uh, all the choruses is it kind of like once you find your home you find your home i think there's hopping around more with the younger generation of barbershop singers just because people are moving around for jobs and school and different things. Mm. There are a lot of the older folks who have been singing in the same chorus for a long time. There were actually a lot of people in Sirens of Gotham who had been in that chorus since its inception. Wow. Um, But it was a relatively new chorus. Okay. Um, So, so... People, people, I think, stick with their choruses for a pretty long time. I remember when I walked into my first Sirens of Gotham rehearsal, there was one woman who walked up to me and she said, I've been singing Barbershop since before you were born. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to ask. I feel like so there's definitely some 
you know, intergenerational mix within mm-hmm. the chorus. How does that feel like from a social I don't know perspective. Is there does it does it feel like a prominent difference among within the group, or is it, um, you know, not even really that impactful? I think it depends on the people you're with. There are some older barbershop singers who are really tied to the tradition of it and the nostalgia and the way things have always been, and then there are people who have embraced what a lot of the younger singers are trying to do, which is you know, do newer styles of music and change the way that we dress. Um, There's a quartet that does a barbershop arrangement of Death of a Bachelor by Panic Mm -hmm. at the Disco. Like, there are people trying to do new things. And so I think when all of the generations embrace change and trying new things, it works more seamlessly. Mm -hmm. But there is actually a big social component of being in these choruses, too. And, And I have socialized with people who have kids my age. I've socialized with people who just graduated from college and moved to New York and started singing. So there is really a blend there. That's awesome. And does it become something outside of, you know, the practices and performances? Do you all hang out? Is it kind of, does it have that um, element as well? So there's actually a big culture for that. Okay. We would have rehearsal on Thursday nights and we'd go out to a bar after every rehearsal. Mm. Um, and so in the barbershop community, after you have a rehearsal or a performance, when you go to the bar after, you typically sing at the bar and they call it an afterglow. I don't know who came up with that name, but that's what they call it. And there's a kind of social singing in barbershop called tag singing, mm-hmm. where people will learn all four parts of the very end part of a barbershop song. I call it the part that sounds the most barbershoppy. So you can go around the bar, you can grab three other people, teach them the other parts, learn it on the spot, and then sing it together. And it's a really good way to learn, but it's also a really fun way to to really listen to each other, to mm-hmm. learn something. and. You, you meet new people that way because you're just, you know, grabbing whoever the random next person is. Yeah, because they're not in the chorus. You're just grabbing, you know, someone at the bar. So uh, after our rehearsals, we would usually go to the upstairs of this bar in Midtown and have kind of our own space. So it was usually just us. But when you go to concerts for different choruses or go to competitions or things like that you have all of the choruses doing this thing together that's so fun mixing of yeah. choruses. yeah cool and so when so you mentioned you want to do it when you you know graduating um go back into the workforce are you going back to new york will you join the same chorus do you think I would love to, but I'm actually going to Boston after school. Uh, But I have friends from my singing in New York who know a lot of people in and around the Boston area and can give me tips on where I should look. Got it. And is it... would you be auditioning or how does how does it work when you want to join? Yeah, so you have to audition for these choruses. It's amateur singers. There are some people who are professional musicians or music teachers, but a lot of people have other various jobs. There were actually a lot of engineers that I sang with in New York, funnily enough. But you do have to audition. So I would audition there. I think it does help that I have barbershop experience. So they will probably have some sort of an application or something where I can say, you know, this is where I've sung before. Yeah, these are the parts I've done or Mm -hmm. I I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there might be initial hurdle or not barrier to entry, but 
even just mental, if you, if you know, if you will, because I feel like if you're not experienced, you might just be intimidated more by the audition and by the group, but you you know you've done it, you know you can do it. Um, but that would be interesting for you because you've only been in one, right? So it'll be interesting to see how they do things as well. Yeah, and I am hoping that a couple of friends of mine who are more in tune with what's going on outside of New York in the barbershop community will be able to help guide me to a chorus that has a similar culture to what I'm used to. Mm. So embracing change and doing new things and, you know, appreciating everybody and embracing people bringing themselves to the group. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if even, I mean, this might be not at all what you're interested in, but you could even, could, could someone theoretically start their own? In a, in a city or town? Oh, yeah. You yeah. could you could start your own chorus. Or a quartet is definitely easier because yeah. you only need three other people. But you could certainly start your own thing if you wanted to. Would that ever be in the horizon for you? I don't think so. I don't think I have the skills, at least yet, to lead a group like that. And I think that you have to either have those skills yourself or have someone already on board who does have those skills mm-hmm. to be able to turn that into a reality. So yeah, so last question, and this is really just for me, <laughs> but is it is it what are the roles you need to like make beyond the actual singers? Who do you need to make this all happen? You mentioned a, you mentioned the director and then you mentioned sometimes there's a governance. Yeah, board, so but... there's typically a board, like Sirens of Gotham for instance was a nonprofit technically and we had a a board with different board positions. So we had someone who was the president of the organization who did a lot of the managerial stuff. But then we had, you know, we had a marketing person and we had a communications person and we had a treasurer. We had all of those different roles because there are dues that come through. There are venues that we have to book for performances and rehearsals. Mm. We have to market the group for auditions and for performances. So there was a whole team of people that made this happen. Right. It really sounds like an operation for sure. Okay, cool. Um, Well, is there anything else that, um, you know, you wanted to share today that I might not have asked you? Yeah, there are some really great barbershop quartets and choruses on Spotify and YouTube that I would highly recommend people check out. A couple favorites of mine are there's a quartet called Midtown. They're the one who did the Death of a Bachelor cover. They have a CD on Spotify. Instant Classic is another really, really great one. And GQ would highly recommend listening to all of those. The harmonies are incredible. Wow. Okay. I'm adding these to my um, to-do list right now. Um, to end with a fun question, um, do you have a favorite movie? I do. It's Remember the Titans. I don't actually like football, which is funny, but I love inspirational sports movies. Mm. And if you ever watch it with me, I'll probably be sitting there mouthing the words along with the movie because I've seen it so many times. Do you cry every time? I've gone from crying to just tearing up. Okay. (laughs) But I do still tear up every time. It's so good. It's so good. I was wondering if you were going to pick one that had, um, pick a movie that had um, singing in it. But I no. think there's like one scene where they, don't, right? They, they sing a little. They sing a little. more. The, in, it's in the locker the, room, right? The soundtrack is really good, though. That too. That too. Well, thanks so much for being here today. This was so fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. I founded the If You Knew Me podcast back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. 
please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other techies. Special thanks to my partner, Alex Mitko, for helping with sound production. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.